Assalamu alaikum. Today it is Tuesday, the 5th of July 2022, and uh, in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 333. These days we are looking at the words of uh, Al Baqarah, chapter 2. Uh, verse 102 of the Holy Quran and this is the 14th broadcast in this series. Um, these broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of Laser Lahore India School of Education in Religion which is uh, a department, a branch of Ahmadiyya Anjumanishad Islam or uh, also known as Lahore Ahmadiyya Movement. The founder of the Ahmadiyya Movement was Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib Rahmatullah His teaching was that although other people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, prophets can come. This is incorrect because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatmun <coughs> Nabiji. <coughs> and the Holy Prophet explained the meanings of this. Expression by saying that it means La Nabi Abadi. There is no Prophet after him. So now no prophet is going to come, whether it is a new prophet or an old one. Hazrat Mirza claimed that he was a mujaddid in a series or chain of mujaddids like Mujaddid al-Afsani and Hazrat Shah and Sayyid Ahmad Shaheed etc. in accordance with the hadith of the Holy Prophet that uh, when Muslims need them, reformers or mujaddids will arise. But he said his distinction from other mujaddids in this series was that he was also the uh, Messiah and Mahdi who had been promised in the hadith of the Holy Prophet Muhammad This of course 
gave rise to difference of opinion. Some people accepted it, others didn't accept it. And uh, those who didn't accept it started saying that these people are kafirs and out of Islam and so on. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed's teaching was that the Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim, this verdict of heresy falls upon the person who initiates it. So yes, you can have a difference of opinion. But it doesn't mean to say that you should abuse your brothers and sisters in such ways. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib also taught that although others believe that uh, some Revelation of the Holy Revelation of the Holy Prophet is not in the Holy Quran, like Ayah Rajim, etc. And they also believe that some verses of the Holy Quran, which are a part of the Quran, they've been rescinded, abrogated, cancelled. They no longer apply. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad said, this cannot be right because Allah says that I have revealed it and I will protect it. So when God takes the responsibility of protecting something, how can things get missed from it? Or how can it have things, verses, which Muslims are no longer required to act upon. He taught that the Holy Quran is complete and it is perfect. And he also taught that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But other brothers take this to mean that you pick up the sword and uh, force people to embrace Islam and if they don't, you cut their heads off. As Mr. Ghulam Ahmed said, what we have to do is look at the Holy Prophet Muhammad's interpretation of jihad, who when returning from fighting, said Muslims are returning from Jihad-e-Asghar, the minor Jihad, to Jihad-e-Akbar, the major Jihad. And then explained that the major Jihad is that Muslims, Jihad bin Nafs, that Muslims struggle with their own selves, with their own souls to avoid the wrong thing. Of course, if you're attacked with the sword, you're going to use the sword in response. You're not going to give an eloquent lecture about the beauty of Islam. But in normal events, 
यू जहा दे असगर इज स्ट्रगल विद योर ओन डिजॉयर्स एंड टू कंट्रोल दिसड प्रीवियसली दिस इज क्वाट ए लॉन्ग वर्स ऑफ द होली कुरान सो आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू रिसाइड द होल ऑफ इट एवरी डे बट ओनली द फ्रेज दैट वी आर गोइंग टू लुक एट so uh, today we are looking at words of this phrase a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa yata'allamuna minhuma ma yufarriquna bihi bainal mar'i wa zawji and they learn from these two those things which make a distinction distinction between a man and his wife and today we are going to look at the last four words of this phrase bihi baina mari and bazoji so the first one bihi is quite easy it consists of two segments b and he and uh, the first one that's just a connecting word its prefix preposition and the next word he is a pronoun and it means with it next word is baina and its uh, triliteral root is ba ya noon using these three letters uh 13 words have been made and found in the holy quran and in total they appear 523 times 266 times as bain 119 times as mubin not else have we got 71 times as bayinat and 35 times as bayanu and 18 times the bayana and oh i missed 190 no i, I think i mentioned mubin 119 times uh, and the rest occurs occur few times like you know 
times or ones or whatever. So, the root ba ya noon, it means the, the distance. It means in between two things. For example, Vaja Alna Baina Huma Zara chapter 18, verse 32. And between those two things, we had produce crops. And uh, it also means relationship, yoba, la, yanfau, ma, limwala, banu. Chapter 26, verse 88. And on that day, your possessions, your wealth will not benefit you or your children. So they cannot come in between what you did and your punishment. <clears throat> and uh, similarly, La Tukadimu Baina Yadilahi wa Rasulihi, chapter 49, verse 1. That is that. Uh, Do not speak, do not interrupt Allah and His Prophet. So, you know, you know, some people, particularly in our countries, they have this habit of someone is speaking and then they start inter interrupting and so on. Again, Hakadimu Baina Yadai Najwakum Sadaka, chapter 58, verse 12. So before asking, give something in charity. So it comes in between. Giving in charity comes between your asking. <coughs> And um, in Urdu we have words like bayan. In Arabic we have we have al bayan, uh, which actually means to explain, to make clear. Like the Holy Quran says, "Kad bayana lakumul ayat," chapter three, verse hundred eighty. And we clearly showed you, explained to you our commands. Or another one, Shahru Ramadan al Lazi Unzila fi hil Quran, Quran, Hudalin Nasi wa Bayinati, 
chapter 2 verse 185 uh, ramzan is the month during which revelation of the holy quran started which guards people now so the holy quran comes in between so you have a period when there was no revelation from god and then after the holy quran you have a period when there is revelation from god and what divides the two periods is the holy quran Um, <clears throat> and um, we also have a technical term talaq bain because it also means terminate separate because when you come in you know like the example of ramadan you are separating two periods before and after you see this in advertisements don't you you know you have advertisements for pills and exercise machines and everything Here you have before and after before you see this person large and flabby and after using that exercise machine or those pills you have the same person and uh, they're all fit and slim and so on so we have this term talaq and bain the divorce that terminates the relationship between a husband and wife and actually in that sense this is a legal term of fuqaha the quran itself uh, takes this to mean that you know the the nikah has been terminated in al bayan which is also used in urdu bayan explanation making something clear to bring something forward so in that sense there is an expression bayna shajara and what that means is that the leaves have appeared on a tree in the same expression is used for flower bud, buds that first appear before they become flowers and and, and 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 so on so you can see from this you know how wide the uh, the meaning meanings of the arabic words are and then we have next we have <clears throat> the root meem ra hamza and these three letters 
combined to give us six different words or derived forms as they're called in grammar, which in total appear in the Holy Quran 38 times. 26 times uh, as Imraq and five times as Imri. That's 31. And that takes care of most of the occurrences. So, interestingly, people think that this only means women. But it actually means person. If you're going to mean only women, then the word you use in Arabic would be Nisa. Although there is a definition of this word, Al-Mar'atu. Maratu, and that means woman. But uh, it also the general broader meaning of this thing is uh, person. In English, when you say person, then it can be um, a man, a woman, it can be either. So, uh, <clears throat> as I always say, we should think about these things carefully and not just take these things at uh, face value. And next we have the word Vazojihi. Consists of three segments, Va, which is the connecting word, and He at the end is the pronoun, and Zoji is the noun in the middle and its triliteral root is Zewaji and we found in the Quran two words made from this root occurring a total of 81 times and uh, Zoj appears 76 times as Zoj Zawjat, sorry, no, it's not Zawjat, it's uh, Zabwajat, Zabvijat, Zabvijat, I beg your pardon. Um, that appears five times. And again, generally translated as wife. 
but it depends on the context. It uh, actually means, in terms of humans, it actually means spouse. So English, in English, when you're talking about spouse, X is spouse. Now, if X is male, spouse is female. If X is female, spouse is male. But it, it also means pairs. Uh, it also means kind or type. So, but somehow in Urdu we bring these words in and we then restrict their meanings to, you know, something very uh, restrictive. And the result is that, you know, I've repeated this so many times, that when we do that, when someone uses the word in uh, a wider sense, as in Arabic, then we get upset because we think someone is twisting the holy Quran or something. And Hazrat Masih Sahib, he has commented on this and he says, I'm puzzled. If you use the word in your writings, using the meaning as it is in Arabic, people get upset. But if you translate the same word and use Urdu terminology, people think, oh, that's fine, that's all right. So, <clears throat> as I was explaining, a zorj in those living things where you have male and female, you're talking about male, zorj is female, if you're talking about female, zorj is male. But the interesting thing is, and uh, you know, the, the Holy Quran uh, refers to this. Chapter 75, verse 39. And uh, there were two types male and female. See, so when in Al Baqarah, verse 35 when talking about uh, Adam and his wife. The Holy Quran says, Vazojuka, Vazojukal Jannata. You and your wife. Because you, Adam. So his Zoj will be a female. And uh, but this doesn't just apply to human beings. Um, the same thing is applied to things like uh, uh, socks and uh, shoes and that kind of thing. And the point, the, 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 okay, let's look at shoes. You have two shoes. They're the same size. They have the same color, they have the same design. But if you put 
the left shoe in, in the right foot, you won't be able to push your foot in. And the same with the with the uh, other shoe. So together they complete the task, and that is to protect your feet. When you have the right shoe in the right foot, in the left shoe in the left foot, they're in the right place together. They serve the purpose for which they are created. And that is what people forget. That what God is saying by using the word Zod is that the male, the man on his own is incomplete. The woman on her own is incomplete. They are completed when they are brought together. Just like this example of the shoe that I gave. They serve the purpose for which they are created when they are together. Just like the shoe. A pair of shoes will only serve its purpose. I mean, if you only had one shoe, what would you do? You'd just discard it. Maybe throw it in the bin or whatever. You wouldn't keep it because it's not serving its purpose. And that is, I think, the philosophy behind using the word Zorj, which is much better than husband, wife, Mia, Bibi, and this kind of thing. And uh, I mean, the Quran mentions this in many places. Chapter 51, verse 49, Women kulli shayin khalakna zawjain. And all the things we created in pairs. There were two types. Subhan al-lazi khalakal azwaj. Glory be to the being who created pairs of everything. And uh, so on. But there's an important thing that we must remember. A misunderstanding and Muslims are the ones responsible For making Islam a butt of jokes and criticism and so on. In chapter 72, verse 20, the Quran says, And he will give them Zaj. This is talking about heavens. Now, whenever Maulana's explained this, they say, oh, you know, you do good deeds and so on and so forth and you'll go to heaven and you'll get these beautiful hoors and so on. And hoor has become synonymous with a beautiful woman. 
But that's not what this verse is saying. What, uh, okay, let, uh, let's ask a question. Is that only for men? What about women? Who are pious? What about them? What will they get? And that's the whole point. That Zabajna, the word here means companions. That whoever is pious and good and so on, they will get a similar companion in the hereafter. And not that it's just for men who will get uh, uh, women. And, you know, people have, I don't know how authentic these ahadis are that, you know, some of them which are mentioned that there'll be so many uh, uh, <coughs> who's and 72 who's and so on and so forth. Um, you know, the, 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 this is against the spirit of Islam and the Holy Quran. The Holy Quran says uh, that whoever does good will go to heaven, heavens and there there will be companions for them who are just like them. So it applies both to men and to women. We have run out of time, so I take my leave of you with a prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep everyone safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, goodbye.